Hello, you're here with the Self-Improvement Book Club with Rachel. And the book we're talking about this week is How Will You Measure Your Life? So when I read the title, my brain went to song lyrics. Can you guess what song came to my mind? All right, here's a little insight into my brain. This is what happened. Yes, rent came to my head, okay? Seasons of love. How do you measure your life in seasons of love? Oh, my theater love came out. But anyways, this book is primarily about loving your career and how do we fall in love with our, our career and how do we create strategies around getting on the right path. But spoiler alert, the book ends in a more deep, serious, maybe a little bit of we measure our life in seasons of love. So I'll get to that. But the book starts out pointing out that we were, when we are young, everything seems possible. We have lots of dreams. We know what we want to become. We feel like we have no limits, right? The world is our oyster. But then we slowly start to let our dreams go. We settle for careers and we accept our situation and we go down the path of compromise. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, so sad. So instead the book's like, hey, bring those child parts back. Do what you love. Keep looking. Don't give up. Give me a job I love that I wake up every day excited to do. And you think I am so lucky to be here doing what I love to do. Uh, wouldn't everyone want to get there? So how do we get there? What is your strategy? What is your strategy, right? So how do we figure out our strategy? You can think about your threats. What's threaten, threatening your happiness at work? What are your opportunities? Maybe where can you move or what can you do to get to where you want? And then we allocate our resources, our time and talent. So those are our main resources, right? How do we use our time? How do we use our talents so that we're in the right position? Because we spend so much time at work. And then you think, where do your priorities lie? This is important. Where are our priorities? What motivates you? What do you enjoy to do at work? What have you enjoyed doing? What are some things that in the past have felt really good to you? So the book points out there's two factors for finding fulfillment in one's career. And the best careers give us both. They fulfill both factors. And the first factor is the hygiene factor. What benefits do you get at work? What are the company policies? How much are you paid? What is your status at work, right? So these are all things that we think we should go after, money, status. And they're also what society tells us we should go after, like be this really high paid CEO and have all the status, then the world will love you. 
But no, this usually is what people follow and try to get to, and they are not happy if they chase these things. Versus the other factor, and the second factor is the motivation factor. These are more intrinsic things. So is your work challenging if you love challenging work? Do you get personal growth from your work? Are you doing things you love like helping others or building things that make the world better, right? Are you, and everyone's motivated by different things. So you don't have to be motivated by wanting to change the world. You could feel satisfaction from solving problems, like getting someone the product that they need or anything like that. So what motivates you at work? So for example, like my own personal example, I, this is not my job, like making podcasts obviously is not my job. I'm a therapist. I work with people. I help people um, in their daily struggles, mainly anxiety and perfectionism and highly sensitive people. But I enjoy making podcasts. I don't make any money on them, um, but I just enjoy learning and reading and then being able to teach this to other people or talk about it because then it's ingrained more in my brain and I always learn something. So my motivation for making podcasts is just because I think it's fun to do. So that would be, I guess, a good motivational factor. So doing things you love and feel meaningful lead to maybe money and other things. But of course we must have enough money to take care of our family and do what we basically need. So obviously we all don't want to be starving artists because then we can't take care of basic needs or things like that. So the book does point out that factor that we do need a certain amount of money to survive. So what about your aspiration versus serendipity. Do you have your career so structured and planned out? Like, okay, I want to get to being the chief operator at a company. So I'm going to start here and then I'm going to get promoted to this and then I'm gonna get promoted to that and then I'll eventually be there. So having things strictly planned out can actually be a not so great thing, the book points out. Because holding on to these visions of where you should be can actually cause you to miss out on unexpected opportunities that you're not open to because your vision is so clear cut that you have to go that way that you can't see any other path. So beware of that, right? So there should be some openness to maybe I'll get there in a different way and what is it about that particular path that's so interesting to me or that seems fulfilling to me. Like dive into the why of that. Like, is it that I think I'll make a certain amount of money and be happy? Or is it because certain things about that job title motivate me and I would like to do the work? Have you learned from your past experiences? Question mark, question mark, question mark. If so, what did you learn? How can you adjust and modify each time you learn something new? So as we have different careers or different jobs, we learn different things that we like and that we don't like, and we can keep an eye on this and adjust our strategy from there. 
you keep doing this until you find a job that's a really good fit. Now, this isn't in the book, but I was always taught that you should like 80% of your job to be happy and 20% might be stuff you don't love to do. But if you like 80% of your work, then you're in a pretty good fit. Um, so if that works for you, then you can use that little tidbit. So looking at areas of your work you love versus areas of work you don't love can be beneficial for learning and growing and kind of steering the boat in the right direction. And we sometimes are faced with, hey, we want to change our career and go in a whole different direction. These are these major life decisions that can feel daunting. Like, do I take this leap of faith? Do I take this risk and totally change directions? Or what if you're applying for new jobs and you get offered like five different opportunities? Which one do you take? How do you figure that out? That can be really um, hard to do. So this book suggests a couple things you ask yourself before you take a job. What are the things that you need from other people in order to be successful in this job? So is this job dependent on other people providing things, right? If you're a rocket scientist, do you need a team, a staff that's also really good at their job that will help you build this rocket or whatever it is? And then ask yourself, what is in my control at work to be successful? Like what's actually in my own control. So if you're starting your own business, then you are the boss, right? A lot's in your control um, versus working for someone with a big staff or a big team. Also ask yourself, what, what lies ahead of me? Can I be realistic about what's going to happen at this job? How it's going to play out? Can I have real, realistic thoughts about it? Like, Maybe you think, if I get this job, I'll be happy, and then you get there and you're really, really disappointed. But yeah, we don't get someone we're magically happy, right? We have to be happy on the journey to the destination. But is there really ever a destination? That's a philosophy question for another day. So using your strategies and asking questions helps you from going down a path or a road that you realize down the road is not a good fit for you. So strategy. Strategy is what this book talks about, finding the right strategy, how you spend your energy, your money, and your time. This is something you should think about regularly. How are you investing your resources like energy, time, and talent? Are you spending them in your job all the time doing different things? Are you like a workaholic? Or are you spending your time, energy, and talents raising great children, having excellent relationships, being a fitness goddess, running your own business? Like where are you going with your time and energy? Because other people will demand things from you. Like that mean boss that keeps telling you you need to get your reports in faster and do this or that. Like, are you letting letting those type of people drain you of your time and energy or are you choosing where you're putting that? This can tie into your values. Do you want to put your family first 
above a career, right? Is that your value? Like I will always put my family first over a career. And if that's what you say you want, are your actions aligning with that value? And that's where things get really sticky and hard when our actions do not align with what we truly value. So if you don't follow your value system, you will never become the person you want. So here's the plot twist of this book. It tells us what truly makes us happy are family, friends, and relationships, so not our career. So this book like talks about career and then it's like, hold up, wait a minute, time to tell you the truth. What makes you happy are your relationships. At the end of the day, at the end of your life, that's gonna truly matter. So hey, do not neglect those. So do not get in that bad habit of instant gratification, checking off our to-do list, always achieving at work, doing the next thing that makes us feel like we've achieved because that gives us those dopamine hits, right? Oh, we did that, we achieved that, check, oh, I feel really good. But then we're neglecting our friends and family. We're not spending time with them. We're not putting time and energy into those buckets, which aren't typically instant gratification. Having a good relationship takes time, and sometimes you don't see um, your inputs get your outputs. So you are seeing that like later on down the road. Like, oh yeah, I did put a lot of work and effort in this relationship, and now it's blossoming. But sometimes, again, that's not the instant gratification. So bottom line, don't give your job and your career all your attention. The deepest relationships are always better and the most worth fighting for. So go re-watch re Rent, the musical, and find out it's all about seasons of love. But... If you are going to focus on your career, know what motivates you and what makes you happy and focus on the right stuff, the intrinsic stuff that helps you get through the day, but also be able to pay the bills at the end of the day, right? All right. I hope you enjoyed this week's book club. I'll catch you next week. Bye.